Welcome to Weekly Homilies. Each week we present a homily by Father Mark Suslanko, pastor of the community of Saints Isidore and Maria in beautiful Glastonbury, Connecticut. These are introduced by myself, Jonathan Sozek, director of our community's Faith Formation Office. For more about Father Mark and the life of our community, please head over to isadoreandmaria.org. Today, we present Season 2, Episode 29 of this podcast. We'll hear Father Mark's homily from August 25th, 2019, the 21st Sunday of Ordinary Time in Year C. The Gospel for this week is Luke chapter 13, verses 22 to 30. Let's listen now to that reading, then hear Father Mark's response. A reading from the Gospel of Luke. Jesus passed through towns and villages, teaching as he went and making his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, will only a few people be saved? He answered them, Strive to enter through the narrow gate, for many, I tell you, will attempt to enter, but will not be strong enough. After the master of the house has arisen and locked the door, then will you stand outside knocking and say, Lord, open the door for us. He will say to you in reply, I do not know where you are from. And you will say, We ate and drank in your company, and you taught in our streets. Then he will say to you, I do not know where you are from. Depart from me, all you evildoers. And there will be wailing and grinding of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you yourselves cast out. And people will come from the east and the west, and from the north and the south, and will recline at table in the kingdom of God. For behold, some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last. The Gospel of the Lord Abraham Lincoln had a very simple but profound definition of the word discipline credited to him. He said discipline is choosing between what you want now and what you want most. Choosing between what you want now and what you want most. Now let's face it, all of us structure our daily lives around the immediacy of concern. There isn't one present here who doesn't get up each morning with the concerns of their day forefront in their minds. Our particular needs and desires of the moment can easily take over and preoccupy all of our attention. And in many ways, there's legitimacy in dealing with the now of life and the immediacy of concern. And there is nothing to say that those things are irrelevant, but they're not the sum total of who we are. Defining that word most is what is pivotal to understanding and unlocking what it really means to be a human being, what you want most. All of us can define what we want now, but what is it that we want most? 
As we sit here today, I presume we do so as folks who believe that we're not just accidental creations of nature, but that we're here because of the loving design of a God who chose to put us here, who fabricated every element of our being, lovingly put us together with intent to be here in this place at this time with a particular goal and purpose in mind, not accidents, intent. And that this loving God didn't just create us and leave us, but sustains us with the very essence of his presence so that the blood that flows through my brains, uh, my veins does so because of the love of God, the presence of God. The very breath that I breathe, I'm able to do so because of the presence of God and all life exists only because of the presence of God. You take God out of the mix and all things cease to be. And so if we truly believe this with all of our heart, mind, and soul, then what we want most is going to have something to do with him. And it brings us back to that very simple but very profound quote of St. Augustine, our hearts are restless until they rest in you. And so it seems to reason then that if we believe that we are the loving creation of a God, then union with God is going to be what we ultimately desire most. Union with God. And so all of those lesser desires and wants of the immediate now have relevancy, but always need to be placed in light of that greater need and want of union with God. Even the things that we treasure most in our life, you know, the love that is shared between two spouses, a parent and a child, those strong bonds of affection and belonging and caring and nurturing that we treasure so in order to be human beings, all are reflections of this greater thing that we are aspiring to, what we ultimately want most, which is union with God. But here's the problem. We can often let a lot of those lesser desires and wants preoccupy us, so much so that it deflects us from this greater truth about ourselves. We spend all of our psychological and even spiritual energy trying to manage these immediately, immediate concerns of the now that we forget what we desire most. And we begin to move away from the greater truth of who we are and focus only and exclusively on what is before us what makes life function the best, what gets us through a particular day. And then it's no wonder then as we go about the business of our lives why we may find ourselves feeling a bit restless, while we are feeling a little bit unhappy or discontent. Sometimes we may even feel disconnected and out of touch with who we are because of one thing or another that is captivating the very essence of our attention and self. And so dealing with those lesser desires, those lesser needs, those lesser things of the now, and not dealing with what we want most can really bring us off axes. And that's where discipline comes in. Because disciplined life developed through the habit of prayer, of being in touch with that God who has fashioned and made us, who sustains us and redeems us, who is at the end of our journey that God with whom I want to be united one day, 
requires the discipline of prayer so that I can put all of my desires, lesser and greater, into perspective and keep them in check. So I'm always going back, not to what I need now, but to what I need most, and creating the space in my life through the habit of prayer to make sure that that greater extension of myself is always engaged and always active, and I'm always working toward it. We don't often like to bring virtue and discipline into our lives. We much find it much easier to just go with the moment. You know, it seems to feel better sometimes to just deal with what is immediately before us, satisfy that need and move on to the next one. But we don't realize often that we're really doing ourselves harm in pursuing life that way. Whereas the disciplined life brings things in that might not be immediately welcomed for the greater good of achieving something more in living out what I desire most, not just what I need now. And this is crucial when it comes to dealing with the problems that present themselves in life. You know, if you take any quality of life issue or dignity of life issue that is prevalent today, from war to immigration to poverty to abortion to euthanasia to economics to any of this stuff that uh, we hear uh, in the news constantly, if we approach that with the immediacy of now concerns and wants, the answer to those problems is going to be much different if we approach them with the greater need of what we want most. Because we take God out of the mix if we focus on the immediacy of now. And those secular concerns really have a spiritual base to them that cannot be effectively answered unless we bring God into it and do it from a place of faith. It cannot be both ways. Either we're created by God and need to live in accord with what we want most, or we're not. And if we believe that humanity is, as we all do, then the solutions to our world's problems have to come from a place of faith and have to factor in that greater extension of who I am. I mean, we also know very full well that we can pursue any of our earthly desires and concerns and wants. But we also know that in doing so, we always find ourselves empty. You know, if there's something we really feel that we want to do or want and need, and we pursue that thing and achieve it, it's not too long before we end up moving on to something else because what we thought that was going to do isn't doing it for us anymore. And it's not until we really get into the integrity of our soul and unleash the greater depth of who I am as an individual and deal with what I want most that we really begin to stumble upon now what can be considered true happiness. I have my axes straight and I can live out in accord with how God sees life unfolding for me, not necessarily what I see for myself. Because at the end of the day, you know, we may find ourselves looking in the mirror and thinking ourselves very successful in the world's eyes. We can think that we're living the dream and coming in first place. But if we haven't done the work of our soul, we might find ourselves in dead last. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.